By this time, I had been taken in hand by a young white school teacher, a beautiful woman, very important to me. I was between ten and eleven. She had directed my first play and endured my first theatrical tantrums and had then decided to escort me into the world. She gave me books to read and talked to me about the books and about the world. About Spain, for example, and Ethiopia, and Italy, and the German Third Reich. And took me to see plays and films, plays and films to which no one else would have dreamed of taking a ten-year-old boy. I loved her, of course, and absolutely, with a child's love. Didn't understand half of what she said, but remembered it, and it stood me in good stead later. It is certainly partly because of her, who arrived in my terrifying life so soon, that I never really managed to hate white people. Though God knows I have often wished to murder more than one or two, but Bill Miller, her name was Aurea, we called her Bill, was not white for me in the way, for example, that Joan Crawford was white, in the way that the landlords and the storekeepers and the cops and most of my teachers were white. She didn't baffle me that way, and she never frightened me, and she never lied to me. I never felt her pity either, in spite of the fact that she sometimes brought us old clothes because she worried about our winters, and cod liver oil, especially for me, because I seemed destined, then, to be carried away by whooping cough. I was a child, of course, and therefore unsophisticated. I don't seem ever to have had any innate need, or indeed any innate ability, to distrust people. And so I took Bill Miller as she was, or as she appeared to be to me. Yet the difference between Miss Miller and other white people, white people as they lived in my imagination, and also as they were in life, had to have a profound and bewildering effect on my mind. Bill Miller was not at all like the cops who had already beat me up. She was not like the landlords who called me nigger. She was not like the storekeepers who laughed at me. I had found white people to be unutterably menacing, terrifying, mysterious, wicked. And they were mysterious, in fact, to the extent that they were wicked. The unfathomable question being precisely this one. What, under heaven or beneath the sea, or in the catacombs of hell, could cause any people to act as white people acted? From Miss Miller, therefore, I began to suspect that white people did not act as they did because they were white, but for some other reason. And I began to try to locate and understand the reason. She, too, anyway, was treated like a nigger, especially by the cops, and she had no love for landlords. My father said, during all the years I lived with him, that I was the ugliest boy he had ever seen, and I had absolutely no reason to doubt him. But it was not my father's hatred of my frog eyes which hurt me, this hatred proving in time to be rather more resounding than real. I have my mother's eyes. When my father called me ugly, he was not attacking me so much as he was attacking my mother. No doubt he was also attacking my real and unknown father, and I loved my mother. I knew that she loved me, and I sensed that she was paying an enormous price for me. I was a boy, and so I didn't really too much care that my father thought me hideous. So I said to myself, this judgment, nevertheless, was to have a decidedly terrifying effect on my life. But I thought that he must have been stricken blind, or was as mysteriously wicked as white people, a paralyzing thought if he was unable to see that my mother was absolutely beyond any question the most beautiful woman in the world. So here now, 
was Betty Davis on that Saturday afternoon in close-up over a champagne glass, Popeyes popping. I was astounded. I had caught my father, not in a lie, but in an infirmity. For here, before me, after all, was a movie star, white. And if she was white and a movie star, she was rich. And she was ugly. I felt exactly the same way I felt just before this moment, or just after, when I was in the street, playing, and I saw an old, very black, and very drunk woman stumbling up the sidewalk, and I ran upstairs to make my mother come to the window and see what I had found. You see? You see? She's uglier than you, Mama. She's uglier than me. Out of bewilderment, out of loyalty to my mother, probably, and also because I sensed something menacing and unhealthy, for me, certainly, in the face on the screen, I gave Davis's skin the dead-white, greenish cast of something crawling from under a rock, but I was held, just the same, by the tense intelligence of the force.